0: Welcome to CyberCast, decoding today's cyber issues. I'm Alexander Bolova, production lead at GovCIO Media and Research, and today we're discussing the White House's cyber priorities for fiscal year 2025. With me today is Editor-in-Chief Amy Kluber and staff writer researcher Anastasia Obis. Amy, Anastasia, welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Hey, Alex.
0: The White House recently released a memo outlining cybersecurity investment areas that federal agencies should prioritize as they start putting together their fiscal year 2025 budgets. To start off our conversation about this, I have to admit this has been an issue for a while. I don't know what the timeline of the fiscal year is. Is it a calendar year? Is it like the Emmys or the Grammys where it just kind of like starts in the middle for some reason? What What's going on?
2: So it actually runs from October 1st to September 30th. And... Right now, we're going through the process of planning for uh, fiscal year 2024. So, for example, for 2024, Biden's budget proposal was released in March of this year, and we have a great story on what the Biden's tech priorities are across the federal government. And yeah, the president submits a budget request to Congress, and I have a story out on the National Defense Authorization Act because. Now the National Defense Authorization Act is in Congress, there the Senate and the House passed their versions of the NDAA. And now it was the first step to the month long process of going back and forth and combining the bill and figuring out uh, what's gonna end up in there. And then it goes to the president's office.
1: That's a very smart way of saying it's just a complicated cycle of budgeting and money.
2: And a never-ending cycle. Yes. I feel
1: like we just covered last year's, and now it's like already time for the next one. I <laughs> yes. mean, that
0: that's why I'm so confused, because it's like, I, I swear we just had a conversation very similar to this very recently.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like Brownhog Day.
0: Yeah. Fun fact, I have been stuck in a time loop for the past 20 years, and I am reliving this day constantly. Reliving this day constantly. Reliving this day constantly. Um, Unfortunately, I don't have any insights about what's going to happen later today. It all depends on how well we record this podcast. So buckle in. Uh, The fate of the world depends on us discussing this recent memo. Speaking of... That was an interesting tangent. No idea if I'm leaving that in the episode. The recent memo calls on federal agencies to prioritize the five areas that are laid out in the Biden administration's national cybersecurity strategy, which was released earlier this year, which is non-fiscal year 2023. Uh, The strategy's five pillars include defending critical infrastructure, disrupting and dismantling threat actors, shaping market forces to drive security and resilience, investing in a resilient future, and forging international partnerships to pursue shared goals. You know, given that this is the federal government, I am shocked that there is not some snappy acronym for this.
1: Hey, that's a good point. Maybe we should make one.
0: I mean, I'm not seeing a lot of vowels, which is kind of throwing a wrench in things, but... uh, (laughs) Listeners, if you have any thoughts on how we can make this into an acronym worthy of our federal government, uh, please write into us. So, Amy and Anastasia, let's break these pillars down individually and talk about how they'll be influencing budget decision making. Starting with defending critical infrastructure.
2: Yeah, like it's actually a very exciting time. Because as you mentioned, the National Cybersecurity Strategy was released in March. It was a very long-awaited strategy. So this memo is based on the five pillars that are in the strategy. And we had White House Assistant National Cyber Director for Technology Security, Anjana Rajan, talk about the cyber strategy back in March. So the first pillar of the strategy is defending critical infrastructure and now the White House wants federal agencies to invest in achieving zero trust architecture they basically, won the federal agencies to prioritize technology modernization, which is them asking to prioritize systems that reached end of life. And it's a lot of systems when you think about critical infrastructure. And the White House also wants federal agencies to scale public-private partnerships, which is so important since uh, the Department of Homeland Security estimated that the private sector owns 85% of the country's critical infrastructure. So it's really vital for government agencies and private companies to work together to protect critical infrastructure sectors. In terms of the second pillar, which is disrupting and dismantling threat actors, we know that ransomware is on the rise. We've reported extensively on it. And the White House wants to see disrupting threat actors efforts prioritized the budget and the administration basically wants the agencies to prioritize their workforce to investigate ransomware crimes and it wants them to combat abuse of virtual currency to launder ransom payments. Amy do you want to talk about shaping market forces to drive security and resilience? Yeah
1: so the third pillar as we know shape market forces to drive security and resilience OMB says agencies should prioritize securing software and leveraging federal procurement to improve accountability, which is really interesting because it tells agencies to basically identify the areas where cybersecurity is going to make the most impact. The fourth pillar, investing in a resilient future, I think that goes hand in hand with some of the workforce things that Anastasia just laid out in the previous pillars, but it really does tell agencies to strengthen its cyber workforce. And to me, It's sounding like more of the workforce is going to be cyber focused. It's not going to be just the cyber people anymore. It's going to be everybody. And I think we're starting to see that in other trends too, like with data, you know, data is kind of everyone's ball game at this point. And I think we're going to see the same thing with cybersecurity at this point. It also mentions to prepare for a post-quantum future. So I know quantum is really big right now across different agencies as far as its capabilities and computing power. So to secure those efforts, agencies really need to take a look at what's next. And the last pillar, forge international partnerships to pursue shared goals. I feel like partnerships is pervasive in this industry. You can't really do anything without these partnerships. Um, Government relies on industry to get technology in the door and a lot of academics are starting to research a lot of these cybersecurity areas that is needing more innovation. So their direction was to strengthen international partner capacities, because there's a lot of talent internationally, too, that we need to take advantage of in order to build that cooperation, to secure our borders, secure uh, the threats that everyone faces, you know, the same. And then, of course, securing the global supply chain, we saw the impact of Uh, what a messy supply chain looks like during the pandemic. And if you have a messy supply chain, that really opens up the door to threat actors, uh, which isn't good. (laughs) So it's really fascinating overall, just to see kind of what agencies are going to be prioritizing over these next couple years, starting with these areas.
0: Yeah, a lot of what you all are talking about is stuff that we have covered for a long, long time now. Um, These are all very familiar topics. And I guess what makes this really notable is the fact that what has just been suggestions and things that we know are best practices but aren't necessarily being implemented, the fact that these are now actually being folded in to real-world decision-making and policies and budgets. I mean... It's a dream come true for cybersecurity folks. Am I right?
1: I think so. Absolutely. It's also something we'll continuously cover, of course. We actually have a Gov Focus coming out soon that is speaking with the Air Force and another leader from industry. And they're kind of going into what the cyber strategy means for their missions and how they're kind of seeing it play out. And you can catch that on our website. It comes out July 13th.
0: Yeah. And Coincidentally, July 13th is tomorrow if you're listening to this episode on its day of publication, so you don't have to wait too long. So yeah, as Amy said, make sure you go onto our website to uh, register for that GovFocus. Before we wrap up the episode, Anastasia, Amy, is there anything else that you want to add or touch on?
2: Yes, I just wanted to mention that Once budgetary decisions are made, the OMB and the ONCD will review federal agencies' priorities for the fiscal year 2025, and they will go back, they will identify potential gaps in terms of the agency's priorities, and they will provide the agencies with potential solutions to those gaps. And another thing that I wanted to mention is that this memo does not include guidance on cybersecurity uh, research and development priorities for 2025. That's going to be coming out later this year. Stay tuned.
0: <laughs> That's right. Just when you think you have climbed the cybersecurity mountain in the federal government, a new peak appears out of the clouds, which means that we will always be here to help guide you up that rocky cliff trail. I I, I think I, I stuck that analogy. Anyways, thank you so much, Amy and Anastasia. For more insight on this topic, this is our website, govciomedia.com, where you can read the article version of this episode written by <gasps> Anastasia. What a coincidence. We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new CyberCast. But until then, if you like what you heard, please leave a five-star rating and a review on the podcast platform of your choice. I'm Alexander Bolova.
2: I'm Amy Kluber. I'm Anastasia Obis.
0: Thank you for listening. CyberCast, along with GovCast and HealthCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research, for more podcasts, and to check out the other shows, head to GovCIOmedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at And thanks to this wonderful episode, my Groundhog Day loop has ended. (laughs) (laughs) I want to watch that movie.
1: (laughs) Actually, you know what's funny? There was a time, you know how they like go on these binges on TV where they just play like marathons of stuff? Uh I swear they were having a Groundhog Day marathon where they just played (laughs) it on a loop, which is so ironic because that's like the point (laughs) I felt like I was living the movie (laughs) that's so funny
0: (laughs) my favorite tv loop is uh around the holidays when it'll just be it's wonderful life every day all day and somehow like let's say last Christmas or two Christmases ago I walked into the living room I saw the ending I like genuinely started crying and I left for dinner And by the time I walked back into the living room, it was the exact same scene again. And I cried again because he's the he's the richest man in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this will be fun for uh, post credit audio.
1: (laughs) Perfect.